ಸಹನಾವತು ಸಹನೌ ಭುನಕ್ತು ಸಹ ವೀರ್ಯಂ ಕರವಾಹೈ ತೇಜಸ್ವಿನಾವಧೀತಮಸ್ತು ಮಾವಿದ್ವಿಷಾವಹೈ ಶಾಂತಿ 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 ಮೇ ದ ಲಾರ್ಡ್ ಪ್ರೊಟೆಕ್ಟ್ ಅಸ್ ಬೋತ್ ಟೀಚರ್ ಇನ್ ದ ಟಾಕ್ ಟುಗೆದರ್ ಬೈ ರಿವೀಲಿಂಗ್ ನಾಲೆಜ್ ಮೇ ದ ಲಾರ್ಡ್ ಪ್ರೊಟೆಕ್ಟ್ ಅಸ್ ಬೋತ್ ಬೈ ಗಿವಿಂಗ್ ದ ರಿಸಲ್ಟ್ಸ್ ಆಫ್ ನಾಲೆಜ್ ಟು ಅಸ್ ಮೇ ವಿ ಅಟೈನ್ ವಿಗರ್ ಟುಗೆದರ್ ಲೆಟ್ ವಿ ವಾಟ್ ವಿ ಸ್ಟಡಿ ಬಿ ಇನ್ವಿಗರೇಟಿಂಗ್ ಮೇ ವಿ ನಾಟ್ ಕ್ಯಾವೆಲ್ ಆಟ್ ಈಚ್ ಅದರ್ ಓಂ ಪೀಸ್ 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 so we are studying the katha upanishad the wonderful dialogue between yama the lord of death and the little boy nachiketa we were on mantra number 3 we had done 3 um in the second chapter first section uh, we had done mantra number 3 where it was said yena rupam rasam gandham shabdan sparshanksh maithunan etenaiva vijanati kimatra parishishyate etadvaitat which means such a profound statement that by which do we have all experiences of life all our life worldly spiritual philosophical day to day activities scientific religious everything even up to seeing god experience some mystical experiences everything is made possible by one thing what is that consciousness and he says that by which you see you hear you smell you taste you touch uh, you think you remember um uh, you, you desire you feel the sense of self existence self awareness um so all of it uh, down to he says every experience of life where there is a contact between two things the experience of life uh, he uh, including up to sexual experiences he says maithunan up to everything is included nothing is excluded all of that is made possible by consciousness awareness this is indeed that indeed what this is what you had asked for nachiketa you had asked that what is the secret of the atman what goes beyond the dualities of life what is immortal what solves the mystery of death this is this consciousness which you are your real nature all right now what's going on here and go as before we go to the fourth one all right let me chant the fourth mantra and then we will uh, take a step back and see what's going on here fourth mantra swapnantam jagaritantam chobhau yenanupashyate mahantam vibhumatmanam matva dhiro nashochati having realized the great all pervading self through which a man perceives the objects in both sleep and waking state a man a wise man does not grieve all right um so what's going on here actually i want to 
um, give a little background for these verses, which these mantras, which are going to start. With this background, everything will become clear what's going on, because many, many things will be said now. It is here that we will see the importance of um, Vedanta Saarat. The text that we had done, some of you had joined this for the Vedanta Sara class, some you have done by yourself, you have followed the lectures online. The text Vedanta Sara is meant as an introductory text to Advaita Vedanta. Um, all the others are also introductory texts like Aparokshana Bhuti, Drik Drishya Viveka, Vivek Chodamani and so on. But the uniqueness of texts like Vedanta Sara, there's another one, Tattva Bodha, um, there's another, these two basically, Vedanta Parivasha to some extent. But Vedanta Sar especially, because it is a set of definitions, it gives you the concepts in a nutshell. So once you have that, and then you go back to the original sources, what are the original sources? Upanishads. So when you come back to the Upanishad and mantras like this, which we are going to see now, if the definitions are clear, if you have, if you have read Vedanta Sara, I'll remind you of that, then everything will fall in a pattern. Even without Vedanta Sara, one can understand it, of course, but uh, it's much easier if you remember the Vedanta Sara, uh, what we had studied in Vedanta Sara, and I'll remind you. So in Vedanta, what is done is um, two steps to the not two. I repeated this often, to realize who we are, to get the answer to who am I. First of all, we have to see that I am actually not who I thought I was. Uh, what did I think I was? I'm the body and the mind. And only this body-mind. So I am this much only. And everything else is the other, separate from me. And this was my unexamined belief about myself. It's not even a theory. It was my reality. I live like this. This is what I believe, what I practice, how I live my life. Um, but what Vedanta says, step one, is that no. If we examine it philosophically, if we inquire, vichara, we will begin to see, I cannot be this limited body. There's a body, but I cannot be this limited body only. I'm something deeper than this. I have and thoughts, feelings, emotions, which are not body. It cannot be reduced to physical body. Then we examine my thoughts, feelings, and emotions. I begin to see, I cannot be that mental body also. Physical body is called sthula sharira, gross body, physical body. Mental body is called sukshma sharira, subtle body. But both are bodies. I am not a body. I am that which is in the body, through the body, using the body, but transcending the body also. So what is that to which the body and mind both appear? And that is consciousness. So that is the first step in Advaita Vedanta, step one. What we just did, that by which you see, hear, smell, taste, touch, think, uh, you enjoy, suffer, that consciousness, what is it's being done is you are being asked to see that you are consciousness. Everybody will say that, I know that, I am conscious. I mean, I'm conscious, I know that. Everybody knows what you don't have to tell me. No, but our idea is I am a body with consciousness. What Vedanta wants you to say is your consciousness with a body. Your identity is consciousness. You step back into awareness. And from there, everything appears to you. The world appears to you. The body appears to you. You're not the body with to whom a world appears. Both body and world appear to you, the awareness. Even all thoughts, feelings, emotions appear to you, are experienced by you, the awareness. So you, the awareness, makes the experience of life possible. But that's just step one. Because what we have done in this step is create another separation. Till now, we were thinking, I am this body-mind, 
this person and everything else is separate from me. Why were we thinking that? That's natural. Even an animal thinks that. There is that funny story I told you a few times, I think. Uh, one uh, um, a scholar went to a, a non-dualist monk in the Himalayas and said, you know, in, I don't really get this non-dualism of yours. And this pandit, pandit is a scholar. I think dualism is true. Dwait satya hai. Dualism is true. Then the monk said to him, Dwait satya, I'll translate. The Hindi, let me tell first. Dwait satya hai, ye to wo gau bhi janti hai. To pandit ho, to koi nahi cheez bata. That duality is true. Even that yonder cow knows that. Because I am different, the grass is different, I need to put the grass in my mouth. The cow knows that. There is a instinctive subject-object in every living being. I and not I. They don't think in this way, but the instinctive subject-object behavior is there in every living being. So even the cow knows the duality is true. But you are a pundit. Tell me something new. If you are really a scholar, a pundit, uh, you have to tell me something new. Why tell me what even the cow knows? So, yes. Uh, the in upon inquiry it is seen that i am not the body not the mind i am awareness true but then this is a new kind of duality awareness and not awareness i am awareness the self self and not self earlier self and not self was what body mind is the self and everything else not self atma anatma but now the new duality is what i am consciousness i am awareness self Everything else, mind, body, world, not self. Still duality. Still two realities. Everything is classified under not self and awareness under self. Still duality. This is Sankhyan duality. Prakriti Purusha duality. Yoga. Patanjali Yoga's duality. Prakriti and Purusha. Consciousness and matter. Prakriti is matter, energy, nature. Prakriti literally means nature. And Purusha means consciousness. Now, remember, Advaita Vedanta is not about a duality. Central message of Advaita Vedanta is not even that you are consciousness. That even Advaita Vedanta, will, uh, Sankhya will tell you, Yoga will tell you, some schools of Buddhism will tell you that you are consciousness. But what is the um, message of Advaita Vedanta? There is one non-dual reality in this universe. There is only one non-dual reality, not multiplicity. And you are that non-dual reality. Brahman, one reality. Oneness is the truth of this universe and you are that oneness. This is Advaita Vedanta. Ekam eva dvitiyam. One without a second. Existence, consciousness, bliss. Tattvamasi. That you are. So this is Advaita Vedanta. So oneness has to be established. Without oneness, no Advaita Vedanta. This, this too much stress on um, seer and the seen. I am the consciousness and the five koshas, five levels of the being or waking, dreaming, deep sleep. I am the witness of waking, dreaming, deep sleep. All it is duality. This is not Advaita. Advaita is oneness. So this duality, this what we did till now uh, in all this Drig Drishya Viveka, the discernment of seer and seen. Pancha Kosha Viveka, it's a discernment of consciousness from the five sheets. Uh, Avastatraya Viveka, the discernment of consciousness from the three states of waking, dreaming and deep sleep. All of this first step. But essential first step. Now after the first step, we must establish oneness. 
why uh, if oneness you wanted to establish oneness why did you take so much trouble to separate because oneness cannot be established on the basis of body clearly there are so many bodies there's so much difference in this world it cannot be established on the basis of mind clearly there are so many minds so many persons here itself is say 67 67 persons are there so but on the basis of consciousness oneness can be exist uh, can be established so first you isolate yourself as consciousness and then from that consciousness basis you bring the whole universe back into yourself so bringing that whole universe back into yourself the oneness of all existence that is what is going to happen now right now we talked about consciousness by which you see hear smell taste touch all experiences are possible you are that consciousness now from that perspective we will see oneness of all existence notice vivekananda when he teaches vedanta his unique vivekananda language he says what does he teach divinity of the soul and the oneness of all existence divinity of the soul is a beautiful expression that i am pure consciousness i am this immortal awareness and then next oneness of all existence so these are the two things and this oneness of all existence then only advaita non duality is established all right now how do we go about establishing oneness of all existence on the basis of consciousness this is the question how do we now go about establishing oneness of all existence on the basis of consciousness and entirely experiential not speculative so oneness quick recap of the story we heard in vedanta sara then all this will fall into place very easily it's it's very um it's elegant very mathematically like a pattern what did vedanta tell us vedanta sara tell us uh, remember vastu satchidanandam advayam brahma which means reality is existence consciousness bliss non dual brahman or simply consciousness let's just call it consciousness um and everything else is an appearance so how do things appear because of the extraordinary power of maya which can project brahman existence consciousness bliss into a variety of forms and hide the reality of brahman so i'm i'm just summarizing vedanta sara what happens brahman itself appears or consciousness itself appears as its own objects as its own um experienced objects how what does it appear as first it appears as if you remember space and then it appears as air and fire and water and earth if all these sounds very archaic to you that was the old cosmology today you might say uh, it appears as super strings and quarks and then you know all sorts of matter and energy and the you know, all that is produced from that now um this appearance of the universe from consciousness comes in three stages if you remember causal subtle gross in sanskrit karana causal uh, sukshma subtle sthula gross so karana is maya maya itself is the causal state so consciousness uh, is first it is appearing as its own power which is maya and why am i saying appearing because consciousness is not transformed only consciousness is real everything else is an appearance to consciousness even maya is an appearance to consciousness in consciousness 
It's not a second reality apart from consciousness. So the non-duality, the oneness of consciousness is never violated. Uh, so it appears as Maya. And then next what happens? Consciousness through this Maya is projected as the five subtle elements. Akasha, Vayu, Agni, Apa, Prithivi. Uh, sky or space and wind and fire and water and earth. These five subtle elements, they combine to form the five gross elements. Uh, again, the five gross elements are again projected from there. From the subtle elements, five subtle elements, what are formed? We form the subtle bodies. What are subtle bodies? Subtle bodies are uh, the, if you remember, the uh, Vijnanamaya Kosha, Manomaya Kosha, Pranamaya Kosha, mind, uh, intellect, um, then uh, memory, ego, and then prana, the life forces, uh, the powers of the prana, uh, including the, the, uh, the senses, the capacity to see, capacity to see, hear, smell, taste, those powers. They're all part of subtle body. What is the causal body? Maya itself. Subtle body? mind and life forces and then from with the uh, gross elements are formed the physical universe and our physical bodies what kind of physical bodies all kinds all plants animals everything all right this is the order of manifestation recap um, recapitulating consciousness maya five subtle elements five gross elements Subtle elements combine to form subtle bodies. Gross elements combine to form physical bodies. And of course, physical universe. So, remember our original quest. How we can establish oneness on the basis of consciousness. All right. Now, something interesting happens. All these things, maya, subtle elements, subtle bodies, gross elements, gross bodies and universe, all of them, they have one thing in common. They exist. That isness, the existence of all of them is borrowed from Brahman. Brahman appears as the existence of all this. And all of these are names and forms. And they are superimposed on, they are, they are depend on Brahman for their own existence. So everything that you see around yourself, one thing notice, they all are existing. Otherwise, you wouldn't see them, see them or smell, taste, touch them. Every entity in the universe, from the tiniest thing, to like a quark, to a massive quasar, they all exist. That existence is Brahman. Just like ornaments, gold ornaments. There are various, many names, necklace, bracelet, ring, tiara, but their very existence is the gold. Without that gold, they will not exist. Everything else is uh, imposed by the jeweler. So all things exist. That existence borrowed from Brahman. Brahman is Sat being. Now, Brahman is also consciousness, chit. What happens now, the unique part of it is that a part of this, this uh, causal body, subtle body and stula, this, the gross body, they, they can actually, one thing they can do is not only borrow existence from Brahman, but they also borrow consciousness from Brahman. When they borrow consciousness from Brahman, that borrowed consciousness is called reflected consciousness, chidabhasa, reflected consciousness. So consciousness is reflected in maya, consciousness is reflected in subtle bodies, consciousness is reflected in gross bodies also. From maya to the subtle body to the gross body. 
I mean, right, right now you can feel. I mean, not only the mind feels conscious, but the body also feels conscious. And that consciousness is borrowed by our causal body first. There you don't feel anything because it's darkness of deep sleep. Then it's borrowed by subtle body. You feel conscious in your mind. In fact, the place where we feel conscious and all of consciousness studies is concerned with the mind only. But also the body feels conscious. As far as long as your nervous system is working and you are awake, you feel very aware in this body. You know, say, up to the tip of our nails, we are aware. When consciousness is reflected in causal body, subtle body and gross body, there are these two kinds of reflection. One is the reflection in the total causal body, maya. And another is reflection in each part of that causal body. Remember, maya can be subdivided endlessly. They are called ajnana or avidya. Then consciousness is reflected in total subtle body, cosmic mind. And also reflected in individual minds, like our minds. Consciousness is reflected in total uh, physical body, all bodies taken together. And also in each individual body. So now you see you have uh, six. Six, three pairs, six. What, what are these three pairs or six um, reflections of consciousness? Same consciousness now appears reflected in maya or con associated with maya or reflected in maya. Vedanta Sar defines it as maya upahita chaitanyam, consciousness associated with maya. What is that called? Ishwara, Ishwara, God, Ishwara. Maya, uh, consciousness is reflected in individual causal bodies, in Ajnana, uh, in our Anandamaya Kosha. Consciousness with Anandamaya Kosha uh, is called uh, Pragya. This is a term from Mandukya. But you find it in Vedanta Star also. So this first pair, consciousness as such remaining the same, associated with, reflected in causal bodies. What kind of causal bodies are there? Individual causal bodies, endless, all of us. But also one total causal body called Maya. Consciousness with Maya is Ishwara, God. Consciousness with individual causal bodies is many, many, many called Pragya. Second pair, but it still remains the same consciousness. Second pair, consciousness associated with Causal body plus the cosmic mind, the total subtle body. Total subtle body means all minds linked together. Cosmic mind. Consciousness with cosmic mind is called, very well-known character, Hiranyagarbha. Hiranyagarbha. So all these terms are very commonly used in Vedanta. And this, you, this division you find very clearly in Vedanta Sara. This is basically the plot of Vedanta Sara. Consciousness associated with individual mind, each of us, each of us with consciousness, with, with individual mind, consciousness plus individual minds is called uh, Taijasa, if you remember. Uh, taijasa. What is this Taijasa? When am I Taijasa? When am I Pragya? I am called Pragya in my deep sleep state. I am called Taijasa in my dream state. So there's a second pair, Hiranyagarbha, Taijasa. How many Hiranyagarbhas? One. How many Taijasa? Many. How many Ishwara? One. God is one. Ishwara. And how many Pragya? Many, many, many. As many, all of us. Um, 
So when I become Taijas, am I not Pragya anymore? Of course you are. The Pragya is the inner layer. That Pragya along with the mind will now be called, new name is given, Taijas. Causal body is always there. If I put on a shirt and I put on a vest, when I put on the shirt, the vest is already there inside. Then only shirt. Then only the chadar, the cloth, external cloth. Gross body. Then the shirt is subtle body. And behind it, the vest is causal body. I'm just giving an example. So then you come to the third pair, which is consciousness associated with all physical bodies. That is called, that consciousness is called Virat. Consciousness associated with all living bodies together. It's called Virat. That is the thing that Arjuna saw in 11th chapter of Bhagavad Gita. The experience he had. Vishwarupa Darshana, Virat Darshana. The vast, this vast universe. The physical universe. All beings together, one consciousness behind them, Virat. But the consciousness is also associated with each individual being. See, all of us, you can see the individual bodies here. Consciousness associated with individual body is called Vishwa. How many Vishwas? Many, many, many. How many Virat? One. Now you have six. First pair, Ishwara and Pragya. What is that Ishwara-Pragya pair? Same one consciousness, but appearing as one God and many Jivas, sentient beings in the state of deep sleep. Second pair, consciousness associated with all minds, cosmic mind, Hiranyagarbha. And that same consciousness with each mind is called Taijasa. When do you find this? How many Taijasas? Many, many, many. How many Hiranyagarbhas? One. When do you find this? In sleep, in dreams, when you are dreaming. And then, when we are awake to this physical world, same consciousness associated with all beings is called uh, Virat. And it, each individual being separately is called Vishwa. How many Vishwas? Many, many, many. How many Virat? One. Where do you find Virat and Vishwa? Waking state. Where do you find Hiranyagarbha and Taijasa? Dream state. Where do you find Ishwara and Pragya? Uh, in uh, deep sleep, causal state. In waking state, is Ishwara there or not? Of course it's there. In waking state, is uh, Hiranyagarbha there or not? Of course. When you have a mind, then Hiranyagarbha is there. Individual minds are there. Hiranyagarbha, cosmic mind is also there. In the waking state, is the full manifestation. This is where, including the lowest manifestation also is included, the physical manifestation. All right. Now notice one thing here, one takeaway in this detailed, complex story, one takeaway is consciousness is one. Even when it manifests as Ishwar and apparently as so many jivas, it's one consciousness. It's like, just like being in a barber shop and in the hairdresser's saloon, I mean, you look around, so many mirrors are there, your own face appears as 10, as a 100, as a 1000. Endless reflections. Real face, one. Reflected face, Many, 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 many. So real face remains one. Similarly, consciousness remains one without a second. But appearance, manifestation, many, many. Why? Because many mirrors are there. What are the mirrors for consciousness? Causal body, maya, and individual causal bodies, ajnana, ravidya, ignorance. Then what further mirror? Cosmic mind and individual minds. 
cosmic a cosmic body and individual bodies these are all mirrors for consciousness and consciousness sees its reflected faces in so many ways reflected faces are not the same they depend on the mirror you may have a shining platinum mirror you get a beautiful face oh what a wonderful face you may have a twisted dirty concave mirror you say what a ridiculous face both are your reflections your face is exactly the same both are your reflections with maya uh, consciousness reflects itself as ishvara the omnipotent omnipresent omniscient god of the universe creator of the entire universe preserver destroyer of the universe and with agyan a tiny part of that maya the same consciousness reflects itself as the sleeping snoring deep sleep individual totally useless <laughs> our condition the same consciousness reflects itself in the cosmic mind as the most powerful glorious hiranyagarbha the cosmic mind which is repository of all power knowledge uh, everything is there in hiran is like cosmic internet and it reflects in the individual mind as uh, the, our our particular minds with limited power limited knowledge mixed up with desire and uh, suffering and all of that and then it manifests in the physical universe same consciousness in the magnificent mirror of the total physical universe this vast physicality also it manifests in each individual component of this physical universe as this little bodies subject to birth and aging and decay and death so this is the game which is being played by consciousness all throughout with manifestation without manifestation it always remains one without a second that's the point yama is now going to tell nachiketa nachiketa has told him you are consciousness you are awareness you are perfect and immortal as it is but what's all this what's going on here what's my life what is going on what is my father what is my uh, how do you explain all that on the basis this explanation it is all reflected consciousness all right where did the reflectors come from where did the mirrors come from from you the consciousness alone through maya remember the five elements they are the reflectors when they get together and make minds subtle body reflector when they get together and make physical matter and organic matter and bodies physical bodies when physical body becomes reflector but all of them what they reflect back to you is your face and what face do you see everywhere consciousness awareness so this one consciousness in all beings krishna says to arjuna in the gita avivaktam cha bhuteshu vivaktam eva chastitam one and undivided in all beings and appearing to be divided as if eva as if divided kshetragyam chaapi mam vidhi sarvakshetreshu bharata know myself as the one knower of all the fields in in every field and the one knower who says this krishna that is one consciousness um all right why am i saying summing suddenly summing up vedanta sara for you now you'll see how easy it becomes the next few mantras are all meant to establish oneness of consciousness the whole universe is one not different from you all beings are not different from you the one consciousness which i've already told you some of these mantras the one which we'll read now the fifth mantra uh, fifth mantra i think or fourth mantra fourth mantra will show you consciousness appearing as pragya and ishvara in the causal body each of these mantras will establish oneness with a level of one, in one of these six pairs this one will show you the consciousness appearing as ishvara and pragya the 
same same consciousness at the causal level next mantra fifth mantra also will show you the consciousness appearing as ishwara and pragya the sixth mantra and seventh mantra will show you uh, consciousness appearing as uh, hiranyagarbha and taijasa the cosmic mind and uh, consciousness identified with cosmic mind consciousness identified with individual minds same consciousness and finally one more mantra will be there i think the eighth mantra probably will show you consciousness identified with entire physical universe virat and individual bodies the jeevas the vishwas all throughout one non dual consciousness this uh, eka atma eka brahma i will say there is no diversity here whatsoever when 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 are you saying when is he saying no diversity in the midst of experience of all diversity yes in deep sleep no diversity is experienced but once you dream or wake up you will see a multiplicity of things in your dreams also multiplicity is seen though after waking up you know it was all in your mind only then in waking state also such a multiplicity is seen even when you see multiplicity there is no duality no multiplicity no plurality it's an appearance of plurality multiplicity or duality always it is one non dual self and you are that this is the famous swami vivekananda sitting i mentioned yesterday sitting under that tree and kakri ghat near almora he realized microcosm and macrocosm are built on the same plan what is in our physical bodies right now we are vishwa in mind we are taijasa in deep sleep state in the causal body we are um, pragya in the macrocosm it is virat hiranyagarbha and ishvara but behind these six pairs these three pairs is one non dual consciousness microcosm is equal to macrocosm this old bengali sayings some hindi sayings also like that jaache pinde taache brahmande whatever is there in the the a unit is also there in the cosmos the same consciousness reflected in this little one and in the vast what are you are you the little one or the vast no as long as you think you are little one then you are a jiva and the vast is god but uh, the cosmic the cosmic is god but beyond the little one and the cosmic is the true infinite you are that infinite you are reflected in this little one as uh, um jiva and in the vast as god you reflected in every drop of water in the ocean and you reflected in the whole ocean also but you are not in any drop of water nor are you in the ocean you are the sun shining in the sky this is what this is the message and finally you will wrap up by saying the result you will what is the result of such knowledge they go beyond sorrow good now let's we will cruise through these mantras happily oneness is to be established mantra number 4 swapnantam jagaritantam chobho yenanupashyati mahantam vibhumatmanam matva dhiro na shochati i read this just now i read the translation also what does it mean this is using avasthatraya waking dreaming deep sleep it says you experience so many things right now what things the earlier mantra said didn't we say with the help of consciousness you are seeing hearing smelling tasting touching and in dreams also you experience so many things 
people and your own self. In the dream also, you project yourself. So multiplicity is experienced in waking and in dream. Swapnantam means contents of the dream. Jagritantam means contents of the waking. And both, whatever you see in the dream, including the dreamer and the dream world, whatever you see in the waking, waker and the waking world, that consciousness, that fourth, the Turiya, I'm bringing in a little bit of Mandukya here, the Turiya by which all of this is lit up. What is that? That is also the, exactly the same in um, deep sleep. The blankness of deep sleep is illumined by that same, uh, it's called Pragya. And that is also Ishwara. He says, next one, Mahantam Devumatmanam, the vast. Here we, I feel I'm a little consciousness in one body mind. But he says that same is same consciousness in all bodies' minds. Who is that? Ishwara. Vibhum, all pervading Lord. Mahantam. This is, these are terms used not for us because we don't feel particularly vast. We don't feel all pervading. I, I pervade this body. I pervade, uh, I am not vast, I'm small. Even if I'm consciousness, I'm a little flickering like a lamplight in this body mind. So, no, it is the same light in all bodies and minds. Same light in, behind Maya same light behind our deep sleep also. Matva, having realized that it is the same. Matva realized means, Shankaracharya here says, Sakshad ahamasmi paramatmaiti. Oh, I the consciousness in this little living, this, this uh, living being, and I the consciousness who is behind God, uh, am the same consciousness. With Maya, I alone appear as God. With this one individual ignorance, I appear as Jiva. Realizing this, Dhira na Shochati does not grieve, you go beyond sorrow. That consciousness, what sorrow can it have? Body has problems, mind has problems. Actually, body and mind also don't have problems. You might say, why? Because problems and suffering are there only when consciousness is there. Who, who suffers? Can matter suffer? Can matter suffer? No. If, see, there is a small problem here, uh, like a heat wave or a flood, uh, and we are so worried, so many people are suffering. But out there in the cosmos, a star becomes a nova and swallows up entire planets. What a great disaster. But supposing no living beings are there. We look at it as a cosmic phenomenon. We don't look at it as a tragedy. Do we look at it as a tragedy? A supernova explosion. It's an amazing display. Is it a tragedy? No. But if on that planet living beings had been there, we'd have said, what a terrible tragedy. Why is it a tragedy? It's not even life. You have to go deeper. Who, when does it become terrible? When we suffer. To suffer, you need consciousness identified with, ignorant of its own nature, identified with mind and body. Then only suffering is there. First of all, identified with mind. Consciousness identified, limited by mind, is the one which suffers. Consciousness set free, knowing that I am the one reality. Whatever happens to the mirror will apparently affect the reflected face, but it will not affect me, the real face. So he says, dhiro na shochati. The, um, the, the spiritual seeker, dhiraha, is not 
does not grieve anymore. No matter what happens to the body, it goes beyond sorrow. Uh, Brahmavit, it says, Tarati Shokam Atmavit. There is a saying in Upanishad, it says, the knower of the self, the one who has realized the true self, goes beyond sorrow. Notice this. Um, the first line, Sapnantam Jagaritantam Chobho Yenanupashyati. One who sees the contents of dream, one who sees the contents of the waking, that consciousness. This is Tvam, Thou, You. Mahantam Vivumatmana. The consciousness associated with the vast, all-pervading. That is that. Tat. God. So the first line talks about you, the witness consciousness. And the second, third quarter of this verse talks about God. In the Mahavakya, Tat Tvamasi, that thou art. The first line is thou, you, the individual. And the second, uh, in the second line, you get that, God. And they are equated. How are they equated? How is the macrocosm is equal to microcosm? Macrocosm is equal to microcosm is equal to consciousness is equal to I. Can you say, how is it that thousand faces are equal to one face? See, one reflected face and thousand reflected faces, how are they same? They can't be the same. No, that one reflected face is nothing but this one, the original face. Thousand reflected face is nothing but this one, the original face. One reflected face is equal to this one. Thousand reflected face is equal to this one. Therefore, one reflected face is equal to thousand reflected faces. Tattvamasi. How can an individual being be equal to God? Tat means God. Saguna Brahman, Ishwara. And Tvam means you. You are God. How? Because you are also a reflected consciousness. God is also a reflected consciousness. Of what? Of the real you. The one who is sitting in the a hairdresser's uh, the, the chair whose face is being reflected everywhere. It's a real you. And that one has no problem at all. Never has, never will. It does not, that means it does not tell you that you, the individual being, are actually God. It doesn't tell you that. It tells you you are pure consciousness, Nirguna Brahman. And God is also pure consciousness, Nirguna Brahman. In that sense, we are the same. Often dualists, and they attack non-dualists by saying, it's blasphemy. You are claiming to be God. You are a miserable little creature claiming to be God. No, we are never claiming to be God. The ocean, the wave never claims to be the ocean. But the wave claims ocean and I both are water. And again, don't make the mistake of less water, more water. Wave has little water, ocean has more water. That mind will tell you that. No, here there is more, more or less. There is one undivided consciousness. You are as much Nirguna Brahman as God is Nirguna Brahman. What you are is the same as what Vivekananda and Masharada and Sri Ramakrishna and Shankaracharya and Krishna and uh, uh, you know Jesus and others. All of them are that one spiritual reality in that sense. Nashojati goes beyond sorrow. But by realizing I am that Sakshat directly, not reading about it, directly Sakshat. How do you realize? Ahamasmi, Paramatma, I am that Supreme Self, I am pure consciousness. So this is what is meant here. Here he has equated the individual uh, being with the cosmic, uh, with, with the Ishwara, 
one pair has been equated and to show that you are consciousness itself. Next, again, he will equate Ishwara and more clearly and the, and, uh, the individual being Ishwara and Pragya and to show that there's one consciousness. Next uh, mantra, fifth mantra. Yaimam madhvadam veda atmanam jeevamantikat ishanam bhuta bhavyasya natato vijugupsate etadvaitat. He says, let me read the English. Mantra number five. Anyone who knows proximately this self, uh, the enjoyer of the fruits of work, the supporter of life, etc., as the lord of the past and the future, does not want to save the self just because of that knowledge. This is indeed that. All right. But what is being said here? Another magnificent mantra. Yaimam madhvadam veda atmanam jiva mantikat. Who knows Atmanam, self? The enlightened one knows oneself. Atma here means oneself. As what? As the jiva. Who is this jiva? The one who is associated with the causal body. The first pair. We can give it a technical name, Pragya. Pragya is the, uh, the consciousness associated with one individual ignorance. This is where your Vedanta star becomes very useful. That's why it is a good thing to start with Vedanta Sar. Then it becomes, you can see, because Vedanta Sar was made by synthesizing all of these Upanishads later on. So you are bound to find all this there. So you, the individual being, consciousness associated with one uh, causal body. It sounds all very abstract. It's not abstract. It's exactly what you or I am in deep sleep. That one um, is Ishanam Bhuta Bhavyasya is the Lord. Ishanam means Isha, Ishwara, God, Lord. Lord of what? Bhuta Bhavyasya, of past and present and future. Of the Lord of all time. Who's that? Not us. We are not Lord of anything. And certainly not Lord of time. Time is our Lord. We are, we are being crushed by time. Born and aging and decaying and suffering and dying. So we are not um, Lord of time. Who is Lord of time? God. Ishwara. Ishwara is the master of time and the Lord of this universe. What is it saying? You are that. You, the individual being, are that Ishwara. Um, another term used for describing us or describing you is Madhu Adam. Madhu Adam, which means the eater of honey. It's a technical word from the Upanishads. It means, honey here means the results of karma. The results of karma. We, we are the ones who consume the results of our past karma, which means we enjoy and suffer our past because of our past good deeds and misdeeds. That's our life. That's a good way of describing our lives, all of our lives. We have that honey stored up. We have gathered it in past lives. Now we are going to eat that honey. That honey can be sweet and bitter. So um, good karma, bad karma gives us various experiences in this life. And the individual being is experiencing it. Who is this individual being? Jeevam. What does this one know? Uh, Veda realizes. Realizes. What does he realize? 
oh, I thought I was this individual being experiencing the results of past karma. But who am I? Ishanam Bhuta Bhavyasya. The Lord, I the same one, in association with Maya, I become the master of this entire universe. Ishanam. Master of all time. Master of all time, the giver of the results of karma. One term is karmadhyaksha, the giver of the results of karma. So I am not only the little fellow enjoying and suffering the results of karma, I am the master giving the results of karma. Who am I truly? I am neither this individual being, nor that Lord who is the master of all these things. I am the one consciousness reflected in Maya as Ishanam Bhuta Bhavyasya, the Lord of the universe, master of time. And in the individual ignorance as Jeevam, the sufferer and the consumer of the honey, the karma phala. Again you see, Tattvamasi. The first line, Yaimam Madhvadam Veda Atmanam Jeevamantikak, Atmanam Jeevam, up to that. The one who realizes oneself as the Jeeva, individual being, experiencing the results of good and bad karma. Who is that? Tvam, you. And then, the second line, Ishanam Bhuta Bhavyasya, Lord of the Universe. Um, master of past, present and future. Who is that? Tat, the Lord. What is realized? Veda, Antikat, proximately as Sakshat, Ahamasmi. I am that Lord. But how can you, the tiny eater of honey, and the master, the beekeeper, the giver of, you know, of, of structure to your life, who, who, who is in charge of everything, how can you be the same? Both are one consciousness. And you are consciousness. You are not the little eater of honey. You are not even the master of the universe. You are consciousness reflected in Maya as the master of the universe, reflected in individual ego, in individual ignorance as the jiva, eater of honey. So antikat means closely. Closely means in identity. I realize I am pure consciousness. I am that again one consciousness reflected in jiva, pragya, and Ishwara. Etadvaita. This is indeed that. This is indeed what? This is indeed what? Uh, it is what you had asked for, O Nachiketa. Uh, oh, before that, important. Tatona Vijugupsati. Then what's the result? Always he'll give the result of this knowledge. Earlier, what did he say? Goes beyond sorrow. Here he goes beyond anxiety, insecurity. Goes beyond insecurity, anxiety. This desire for security. Vijayagupsate means to protect, to secure. You know, Wittgenstein famously said, religion is the desire for ultimate security. Religion is the search for ultimate security. How I can be completely safe forever. This is that. This ultimate security. It's yours for the taking. You are that. No Vijayagupsate. And Shankaracharya makes a wonderful comment here. Yadatu nityam advaitam atmanam vijanati tada kinka kutova gopaitu michet. When one realizes oneself as the unlimited, eternal, non-dual consciousness, that one consciousness, the guy sitting in the um, barber shop chair, the original face, when one realizes I am that, then tada, then from what will you try to gopaitu michati means trying to protect or trying to secure trying to save what will you try to save it's all you it's all a dream in you ka who will try to save 
You are infinite awareness. Will you try to save anything? What is there to save? What is there to secure? What is there to protect? Uto, from what will you try to save? Who is there other than you? Whom are you trying to protect yourself against? So, king ka kuto va What will you try to save? Who will try to save? And from whom will you try to save? Because it's all one endless awareness which you are. There's no second there at all. All these people you see, friend, um, indifferent person, neutral, enemy, none of them are your enemies or friends. They are all one with you. You are all of them. What is this? Etadvaita. This is that. What do you mean this is that? Shankaracharya had earlier said, as in every other mantra he's talking, he's saying this. This is what you had asked for. Nachiketa saprishtam devadi bhirapi vichikitsita. That which Nachiketa had asked for, the third boon, where even the gods are bewildered beyond dharma and adharma. Dharmadibhyo anyav. What is that? Vishnoho paramam padam tasmat param nasti. That highest abode of Vishnu, beyond which there is nothing, nothing transcends that. The absolute reality. This is that which you had asked for, Onachiketa. So this is the equation, equating the Pragya and Ishwara, the individual being in the causal state and God. For what purpose equating? To point out the underlying oneness, that one consciousness which you are. And that knowledge solves all your problems at one stroke. Now, next he will equate cosmic mind, individual mind. Consciousness with cosmic mind, consciousness with individual mind, the same consciousness. And then consciousness in the physical universe, consciousness with each physical body. It's the same consciousness. All throughout causal, subtle, physical levels, one consciousness remains undisturbed. This oneness of consciousness, oneness of Atma, oneness of Brahman is Advaita Vedanta. That you are. Kirish says, is the physical world an appearance in Maya, second order effect, or is it directly an appearance in Brahman itself, observable through the lens of Maya? Okay. Both are true, but let me give you the exact answer. Again, care of Vedanta Sara. What does Vedanta Sara say? Um, Brahma is Brahman is the one material and efficient cause of the entire universe. How so? Maya is Parinami Karana and Brahma is Vivarta Karana. Let me explain that. Maya is the, is the material cause which is transformed into the effect. Maya appears, Maya becomes transformed into this universe. Into uh, Maya itself is the causal body. And then it produces subtle body, produces means transformed in subtle body and um, transformed further into the gross body. So Maya is the transforming cause, let us say, the substance of all this entire universe. So in, in, in India, even an ordinary villager without reading any Vedanta will happily say, Sab Maya hai. It's all Maya. <laughs> That's literally true from a Vedantic purpose, from a Vedantic perspective. Now, is it an appearance in Brahman? Yes. Maya, together with all its transformations, is an appearance in Brahman. So Brahman is called Vivarta Karanam. Is Brahman the cause of the universe? Ultimate reality. Is it the cause of the universe? No. It is just that in which the appearance is there. So appearance of the universe is 
Brahman is the ground of the universe appearance. Nothing has happened in Brahman. It's an appearance. But in Maya, transformations take place and uh, the universe is produced. But Maya itself is not a real reality. So there is no real universe, no real transformation, anything. How does any of this concern me? You are that Brahman in which the universe appears. I had mentioned earlier once Nivedita had asked Swami Vivekananda, can I think of Kali as the dream of Shiva? So in the dead iconography, Shiva is lying on the ground and Kali is dancing on the battlefield and she puts her foot on Shiva's chest. Then she stops, her tongue out like this, like this. So that icon, it's the worship of Kali. Now, Shiva seems to be inert, inactive there, just pure awareness. And the dream of Kali comes there. Is, can I think like that? Vivekananda laughed and he said, well, 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 take it in your own way. But it's true. Maya and all the products of Maya can become compared to a dream or an appearance in Brahman, in you. Anyway, straight answer to your question. Maya is Parinami Karan, the transformative cause of the universe, and Brahman is Vivarta Karan. Vivarta means the, without being transformed, it appears as the universe. Nila Bora says, all existence cannot be awareness. Stone, is that correct? Ah, is a good question. Notice something that here there are so many things. If you look around in your room, you'll find so many things which exist, but they don't seem to have awareness or they are not awareness. In fact, the only thing you find awareness is in yourself. Yes, Swami, but in all the others present here with others, you don't see awareness there. You see their bodies, you see their pictures, you see, hear their words. You don't directly experience awareness there as you experience in yourself. So actually, the only place where you find awareness is in, our, in your own mind. Anywhere else, we don't find awareness. Everything else is an existing thing revealed to awareness, isn't it? Now, so it seems there are so many things which are not awareness. But remember, this awareness which we find in our own minds is the reflected awareness. Is that um, the second pair, con re awareness reflected in conscious, uh, in cosmic mind and individual mind. And awareness reflected in individual mind is exactly what you are feeling, this awareness. Now that awareness reflected in individual mind, through that individual mind and individual senses becomes aware of multiplicity produced by Ishwara, produced by Hiranyagarbha. And those, that multiplicity seems to be object without awareness. You say, okay, that's an Vedanta Sara, but how do I really know all this is awareness? It can be done. If you, um, two ways. One is, uh, you know, the example. Another one is directly experiencing it. Example, dream example. In the dream, you may be dreaming. You're actually lying in the bed, but you're dreaming that you're walking along a path and there is the road, there are rocks, and there is the sky, and there is the sand, and there is water. Now, to you, road, sky, path, sand, water, all seem like existing things without any awareness. But when you wake up, you will realize all of them were imagined in your mind, which is full of awareness. That's the dream example. But Advaita is claiming in the waking also same thing is going on. It seems these are objects outside us, which just exist. They have no awareness. But rather, it is in awareness all these are appearing. In experientially, how can you feel this? That I will not do now. 
but I refer you to one once I have done it actually. Um, it's available as no, non-dual meditation part one. Non-dual meditation part one. It was in the Garrison Institute um, retreat. I gave a class on directly seeing that everything in the universe, which seems like things, objects without awareness, they're nothing but awareness to reduce the whole universe back into you, the awareness, experientially, step by step, in three steps. You see, it's the one where I'm using a flower, it's in the way I'm using a, one of the Tibetan bowls, the gong, so like that. Then, when we introduce Nilaji Singh, we introduce the concept of Maya, is that not again bringing duality? Remember, Maya is not a separate existence from Brahman. If it were a countably separate existence from Brahman, then duality comes. But Maya is, it can do all of this without being separate from Brahman because the reality continues to be one and non-dual. So it's not a second thing. If it's Maya is there, so many changes are happening, but changes are not happening. Reality, Satchit Ananda, continues to be Satchit Ananda. That's the whole teaching which is going on. Even with the appearance of causal body, subtle body, gross body, with the appearance of the entire universe, still being demonstrated, it continues to be one non-dual consciousness only. That's the meaning of these mantras. They're very good mantras here. Shiva Priya says, consciousness is free from any attributes, not even blissful. It is mind which experiences bliss. Mind is nothing without consciousness. And vice versa, duality stays till end with mind. When it is one, then nothing exists and we cannot come back. No. Non-duality is there right now. We think as long as mind is there, there's duality. No. That's what is being proved. Even when mind is there, even when duality is uh, experienced, it is still non-duality. See, I'll give you a statement. Think about it. Experience of multiplicity is entirely possible with the falsity of multiplicity. Real non-duality experienced as an appearance of duality, entirely possible. You experience it yourself. When you watch a movie, it is really one screen. But there may be hundreds of characters, so many actions, so many things may be going on. And yet it's just one screen. There's nothing else there. Or even simpler, look at the ocean. If you try to see what's going on, thousands of waves. But if you count water, you can't count a wave apart from the water. You say, no, there's water plus 10,000 waves. No. Once water you count, you can't count 10,000 waves anymore. Because all of them are nothing but that water. Similarly, uh, once, even when mind appears and duality appears, mind is an appearance, duality is an appearance. What is reality? Non-duality. Advaita Vedanta cannot dismiss the experience of the multiplicity. But what it can negate is the reality of that multiplicity. I'll repeat that. What is going on here? It cannot um, deny that you are having an experience of world, body, people, God, mind. All this is being experienced. Who can deny? Says, aha, but if you ex even if you experience it, does not mean that they are multiple uh, realities. It could be one reality being experienced as many, just as one mind is experienced as a multiple reality in your dreams. So many things are there in your dreams, but they are all only mind. In your dreams, mind is non-dual with respect to the contents of your dreams. 
in our waking dreaming and deep sleep consciousness is non dual with respect to the contents of waking dreaming and deep sleep once again advaita does not negate the experience of multiplicity advaita negates the reality of multiplicity advaita does not uh, deny that you experience duality advaita denies the that duality which you experience is real it says non duality is real duality though experienced is unreal why should we experience an unreality in fact if you can experience it it must be unreal what a strange thing to say but from advaitic perspective note to experience anything you have to experience it as an object take the advaitic perspective the moment you experience something as an object it's an appearance in you the consciousness it has to be unreal what a complete reversal of the way we think we say it is real because i see it and advaita says because you see it it must be false there is a advaita jagat mithya drishyatvat rajju sarpavat world is false why because it is seen what do you mean just like snake is seen in the rope by mistake the man might say no 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 that's just a mistake by mistake you see a snake in a rope but there some many times you see a real snake snake in a snake rope in a rope so that's not a mistake that's not the inner logic the logic is much deeper because it is seen it's an object of experience an object of experience is always without exception an appearance in consciousness that which appears in consciousness is nothing but consciousness nothing but consciousness appearing to be other than consciousness must be false nothing but rope appearing to be other than rope a snake must be false think about that rodrigo is that why when the monkeys went crazy and drank all the honey in ramayana I was trying to understand the reason of that episode i don't remember that kunal patel to everybody consciousness identified with total physical universe is virat or consciousness identified with all the living beings only not not with non living beings is virat actually consciousness identified with all living beings only um that's how always virat or vishwarupa expressed the non living things um they do not have subtle bodies they're just physical things so consciousness is there already but that identification process requires a subtle body see to think i am this body i have to think i need a mind so i must first be associated with the mind then if there is a physical body presented i'll become associated identified with the physical body but pure consciousness in which a rock appears the pure consciousness is never going to think i am a rock it's only when pure consciousness and a mind appears and a living body appears the pure consciousness now in that mind the reflected pure consciousness the jiva will think i am a body i am a mind then shilpa tulsida says why is it so difficult to remember one consciousness at all times even though it's so logical and clear so easy to remember all examples like water yes so it's easy to remember all examples like water gold as a reality of ocean droplets bangles necklace because here is a good question why is it easy to understand water and wave why is it so easy to understand uh, ornaments and gold because we know already that's the purpose of an example what is an example something we understand you being used to explain something we don't yet understand that's why a teacher gives an example i don't understand universe and brahman all right do you understand wave and water 
then we will use that to get an idea about what universe and Brahman are like. Do you understand dreamer and dream and the contents of the dream? Yes. We will use that to understand how Maya projects the entire universe. So those are concepts we don't yet understand. These are concepts we understand. Everybody understands dream. Everybody understands water and vape. Everybody understands snake and rope, gold and ornament. These are used to point to that reality. But once we understand that, once we get it, it will be as easy, believe you me, it will be as easy as water wave. It will be as easy as um, uh, snake and rope or uh, sky which looks blue but is actually colorless. It will be as easy as that. But remember, sky looking blue, yet colorless, or oasis, no water, only desert. And yet, after understanding all that, when we look at it, there seems to be water in the oasis. The sky seems to be blue. The sun seems to be rising in the east and setting in the west, though we have read in astronomy that sun does not rise or set. But again, after reading all that, when you look, it looks like that. So, enlightened one also, it will look like this, exactly as it looks to you and me. The enlightened one's paradigm shift is so vast uh, and the proof of the pudding is in the eating. So the enlightened one clearly is got something which makes him or her, you know, beyond suffering, uh, full of joy and peace. It's tremendously attractive to the rest of us because we see our reality there actually in that, that being. So it will become, uh, it will become as easy as that uh, very soon with the grace of God. The, the clarity will become. In Drigdrishya Viveka, remember, what does the veiling power of Maya do? It does two things. Internally, it veils the difference between Drashta and Drishya. I am the sphere, the awareness, and what is seen, the mind is the scene. That difference is veiled. So I think I am the mind. Externally, the world, it veils the difference between Brahman and world, existence and existing things. I can't distinguish. But once this breakthrough happens, I will externally also I will see only Brahman is there, and the world is an appearance like a movie. Internally also I will feel I am awareness, and mind and body are just the reflecting mirrors for me. Good. You see how profound these mantras are, worth listening to again and again and contemplating and just hearing and staying with it. Om Shanti Shanti. Shanti Hari Om Tat Sat Shri Ram Krishna Rupa Namastu